Welcome to Zichu Daf Siman Member by Ram Goldari and today we're Zichu Sushashana Daf Lamed Hey, the fourth parak Yantiv and the final Daf of the Masechta. Masechta Sushashana has been generously sponsored as a schus for Chaya Bas Esther. So the three Daf's we're going to focus on them. One, the Gemara Daf Lamed Dal on base discuss the Machlokas regarding whether Shilichet Sibor can be motzi individuals. The Chamim hold that individuals are Chayav to Daven and only those who do not know how to Daven can have the Shilichet Sibor be motzi them. Ramgamlil holds that a Shulit Sibur can be motzi everyone, even someone who can daven on his own. Rav Yochanan said that the Chamim eventually conceded with Ramgamlil, and Rav said they did not. The Gemara on this stuff clarifies that according to Rav Yochanan, the Tana, meaning the Chamim, that conceded from Ramgamlil's opinion concerning Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Yobel, that the Shulit Sibur can be motzi everyone, is Rabbi Meir. The Gemara clarifies that the difference between the Musaf Tfils on these days and all other tefillahs of the year are Mishum Da'avshi Brachas. Because the Brachas are challenging to most people, Rashi explains, Rashi explains that they contain nine long Brachas, including Malchias, Zichronos, and Shofros, and people can get confused because people are unfamiliar with them. Point of it to Rebbe Lazar said, A person should always organize his tefillahs in his mind and then only daven. Rabbi Abba said the Rebbe Lazar's statement makes sense. Regarding the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah, of Yom Kippur and Yovo, and the other Yom Tovim, but regarding the weekday and Shabbos tefillahs the entire year, it's not reasonable to require one review them in advance, since most people are familiar with these tefillahs. When they were asked if this is so, since Rabbi Yehuda would always arrange his tefillahs, and then only daven, even on a weekday, it answers that Rabbi Yehuda is different. Since he would daven only once every 30 days, Kapakim dummy, his regular tefillahs were like those that were recited on special occasions. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yehuda would review all of his learning every 30 days, and the Ritva clarifies that during these 30 days, he was so engaged in his chazara, he wouldn't get distracted at all. And one who learns on this midrake is not required to interrupt his learning for tefillah. And pointing with you, Rabbi Akhabar Avir said in the name of Rabbi Shimon Chasida, when Gamaliel would exempt Afil Amshibasados, even the people in the fields from davening, for he held that the Shulik Sibras modes in them, even if they're not in shul. When the Gemara notes that this implies that it was unnecessary to state they exempted those who were present in shul, it asks how this could possibly be. The people in the field are forced to miss the fields because of the work, where those that are present in shul are not forced to miss davening. This is similar to the din that those who stand behind the Kohanim during Birchus Kohanim are not included in the bracha, whereas those in the fields who are unable to come are included in the bracha. When Ravin arrived in Babel, he said in the name of Yochan Ba'idi, who said in the name of Shimon Chasida, that Rabbi Gamliel exempted only the people in the fields from tefillah based on the Shulchan recitation, Mishum Danisi B'Molacha, because they're forced by their work to miss the davening of Abi'ir Lo, but those who are in this city are not exempted by the Shulchan So once again, the three points are number one, the Gemara Daf, Lamed Dalet on the base, discussed the Melchilokas regarding whether Shilchitzibor can be motzi individuals. The Chamim hold that individuals are chayv to daven, and only those who do not know how to daven can have the Shilchitzibor be motzi them. And Gamli holds that a Shilchitzibor can be motzi everyone, even someone who can daven on his own. Rav Yochan said that the Chamim eventually conceived with Rav Gamliel, and Rav said they didn't. The Gemara in this stuff clarifies that according to Rav Yochanan, the Tana, meaning the Chamim, that conceded from Gamliel's opinion concerning Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Yobel, that the Shilchitzibor can be motzi everyone, is Rabbi Meir. The Gemara clarifies that the difference between the Musaf tefillahs on these days and all the other tefillahs of the year are Mishum Da'avshi Brachas, because the Brachas are challenging to most people. Rashi explains they contain nine long Brachas, including Malchias, Zichronos, and Shofros, and people can get confused because they're unfamiliar with them. Pointing to Rebbe Lazar said, A person should always organize his tefillahs in his mind and then only daven. Rabbi Abba said, Rebbe statement makes sense regarding the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah, of Yom Kippur and Yobah, and the other Yom Tovim. Regarding the weekday and Shabbos fields the entire year, it's not reasonable to require one review them in advance, since most people are familiar with these tefillahs. When the Quran says, if this is so, since Rabbi Huda would always arrange his tefillahs, and then only daven, even on a weekday, 
It answers that Rabbi is different. Since he would daven only once every 30 days, Kapakim daven. His regular tefillahs were like those that are recited on special occasions. Rashi explains that Rabbi would review all of his learning every 30 days. And the Ravak clarifies that during those three days, he was so engaged in his chazara, he wouldn't get distracted at all. So one who learns on this madrega is not required to interrupt his learning for tefillah. And point number three, Rebbe Baravir said in the name of Rishim Chasida, from Gamliel would exempt Afil Am Shibasados, even the people in the fields, from davening, for he held that the Shul is mozi them, even if they're not in Shul. And the Gemara notes that this implies that it wasn't necessary to state that he exempted those who are present in Shul. It asks how this could possibly be. The people in the field are forced to miss the fields because of their work, whereas those that are present are not forced to miss davening. This is similar to the din that those who stand behind the Kohanim during Birkas Kohanim are not included in the bracha, whereas those in the fields who are unable to come are included in the bracha. Rather, when Ravin arrived in Babu, he said in the name of Yochabar Edi, who said in the name of Yishim Chasida, that when Gamliel exempted only the people in the fields from Tefillah based on the Shulach Tzibar's recitation, Yishim Danisi B'Molacha, because they're forced by their work to miss the Tefillah of al but those who are in the city are not exempted by the Shulach Tzibar. All right, so now we get our Simr Daf Lamed Hay, and our standard Simon is a children's choir singing La, La, La. So here goes. The Rosh Hashanah children's choir, who were going to accompany the Shulich Tzibor and Rosh Hashanah when he exempted others from the complicated brachos, practiced being the side of their tefillahs before davening, and had in mind the workers in the fields whose work forced them to miss the davening. Once again, it's the motion. The Rosh Hashanah children's choir, children's choir, that must mean we're on Daf Lamed Hay. La, La, La. The Rosh Hashanah children's choir, who were going to accompany the Shulich Tzibor and Rosh Hashanah, when he exempted others from the complicated brachos, which reminds us that according to Yochanan, the Tana, meaning the Chachamim, that conceded from Gamliel's opinion concerning Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Yobah that the Shuliach Tzibor can be mostly everyone, is Rabbi Mir. And the Gemara clarifies that the difference between the Musaf Tfilos on these days and all the other Tfilos of the year are Mishim the Avshi Brachas because the Brachas are challenging to most people because they're long and unfamiliar. So the children's choir who are going to accompany the Shuliach Tzibor and Rosh Hashanah when he exempted others from the complicated brachos, practice being the side of the tefillahs before davening, which reminds us, the Belazar said, A person should always organize his tefillahs in his mind, and then only daven. This is in regard to tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah, of Yom Kippur and Yobah, and the other Yom Tovim, but regarding the weekday and Shabbos tefillahs the entire year, it's not necessary since people are familiar with them. The more explains the reason that Rabbi Yehuda would always organize his tefillahs in his mind before davening, even on a weekday, is that he would only daven once every 30 days when he completed his monthly review of learning. So the Rosh Hashanah children's choir were going to accompany the Shulach Tzibor and Rosh Hashanah when he exempted others from the complicated brachos, practice being the sad of the tefillahs before davening, and had in mind the workers in the fields whose work forced them to miss the davening. Which reminds us, from Gamil would only exempt the people in the fields from davening, for he held that the Shulach Tzibor is mozi them even if they're not in shul, because they're forced to miss the tefillahs due to work. So once again, the Rosh Hashanah children's choir who were going to accompany the Shulach Tzibor on Rosh Hashanah when he exempted others from the complicated brachos, practiced being Masada the tefillahs before davening, and had in mind the workers in the fields whose work forced him to miss the davening. Mazel Tov, everyone, for completing the ninth Masechet in this Daf Yemi Machzor, a grand total of 34 bot with 102 topics now organized in our minds with Simani for quick review and instant recall. On Daf Lamedal, we officially crossed the 25% of Shas milestone, and now with today's bot, we have 679 blot, a total of 2,037 topics covered. Chaz De Hashem, we've been very blessed up until this point. May Kosh Baruch continue to bench us 
Let's continue the Hatzlach as we begin to learn Masechus Tainus and Be'ezus Hashem, went through all of Shas together. To celebrate this great occasion, Barry and I want to invite you to the Grand Chizik event, taking place Sunday, November 21st in Pesach. I'm excited to share that the event has been generously sponsored and there is no charge to attend. So please register via the links provided in the emails or the WhatsApps. Please do that as soon as possible. If you have not received the link, please email info at zichru.com. We hope you'll be able to attend. We're looking forward to meeting you. It's been a long time coming. Now it's time for four blah So the simmer Daflamidov is the law, and we use a judge. So here goes. The judge, judge, that must have ruined Daflamidov. Law. The judge, who sang the Shir Shalyom as he entered the courtroom, which reminds us we have a rice that teaches why each Shir Shalyom was chosen. So the judge, who sang the Shir Shalyom as he entered the courtroom, suddenly stopped when he looked at the weather-beaten defendant who had survived ten exiles all the way into the wilderness, which reminds us that we learned about the Esther Masaos, the ten journeys that the Shekhinah took as it went to exile during the destruction of Bayez Rishon, and correspondingly the Sanhedrin was exiled ten exiles during the destruction of Bayez Shani. So the judge who sang the Shir Shalyom as he entered the courtroom suddenly stopped when he looked at the weather-beaten defendant who had survived ten exiles all the way into the wilderness, only to be put on trial because he ascended the duch and wearing sandals in violation of one of nine Takanas. Which reminds Rabbi Yochum and Zakai enacted nine Takanas, the eighth one being Kohanim are not permitted to ascend the duch in their sandals for Birchus Kohanim. The Gemara and Sot explains that this was instant because of the concern that people might sit down during Birchus Kohanim to tie a loose strap, and people might suspect him of refraining from reciting the bracha because of a psul in his yichus. So the similar Daphne Lamed is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist in a lab, mad scientist in a lab, that must be learned Daphne The mad scientist in a lab trying to program a Rosh Hashanah congruence brain so that every memory would be accompanied with the thought of a king, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a source for the brachas of Malchus, Zikrons, and Shofros. Regarding Malchus, Rabbi Yosef Bar Yudas said, the Pasuk states, and they shall be a remembrance for you before your God. It is seemingly unnecessary to state afterwards, I am Hashem your God. Why is the Torah stated? Zebanav. This creates the source for the following principle. For every place that the psukim of remembrance are stated, psukim of Malchias should accompany them. So the mad scientist in the lab trying to program a Rosh Hashanah congruence brain so that every memory should be accompanied with the thought of a king recite Tempsukim into his ears, which reminds us we have a number of Pshatim regarding what do the Tempsukim of Malchus correspond to, either the Ten Hilulim in Psalm 150 or the Assessor Debros or the Asar Mamaros that the world was created with. So the mad scientist in the lab trying to program a Roshana congruence brain so that every memory would be accompanied with the thought of a king recite Tempsukim into his ears, but refrain from singing Hallel given the seriousness of the day, which reminds us, Hal is not recited in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, because the Kodesh Baruch who said to the Malchai Asharis, is it possible that the Malch is sitting on the Kisei Din, and the Sifri Chaim and Sifri Mason were open before him, that the Jews should recite song? Da'afil Amad Gimel, the Simmer Da'afil Amad Gimel, is a pegleg pirate. So here goes. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must be more in Da'afil Amad Gimel. The pegleg pirate who grabbed the shofar, away from his wife, which reminds us, there's a machokas whether a woman should be restrained from blowing the shofar in Rosh Hashanah. This hinges on the broader machokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, whether women have an option of performing a mitzvah in which they're not chayv, which is brought down with regard to doing smicha on a carbon. So the pegleg pirate who grabbed the shofar, away from his wife, heard what sounded like a moaning or whimpering sound coming from his mother-in-law's window, which reminds us the Mishnah states the shear of a trua is kashel shivavos, and there's a machokas based on the weeping of sister's mother, whether a yavava is like a moaning sound, which would be three shavarim, or more like a series of short whimpers. 
So the peg-like pirate who grabbed the chauffeur away from his wife heard what sounded like a moaning or whimpering sound coming from his mother-in-law's window, who sent back a note that he'd better get ready to hear similar tour blasts from a chauffeur the entire seventh month. Which reminds us that the source that a chauffeur has used to sound the truism of Rosh Hashanah is one from the Pasuk regarding blowing a chauffeur on the Yom Kippur of Yovel. The unnecessary words B'chodesh Shashvi come to teach that all the true blasts of the seventh month should be alike. On Rosh Hashanah, as on Yom Kippur and Yovel, the true should be sounded with a chauffeur. So the simmer Dalit is a ladder. So here goes. The Baal Tokay on the top of the ladder. Ladder? That must be more in Daf Lamadalit. The Baal Tokay on the top of the ladder, blowing Tekiah, Trua Tekiah, three times. Which reminds us that we learned that we must blow the combination of Tekiah, Trua Tekiah, three times. Once for the Brachas of Malchus, once for Zichronos, and once for Shofras. We learned it from the three references to Truas in the Psukim, once by Yom Kippur of Yovel, and twice by Rosh Hashanah. And then we apply Gzir Shava of Shvi Shvi to learn that we blow three sets, which consist of nine blasts in all. Tekiah, Trua, Tekiah, three times. So the Baal Tokay on the top of the ladder, blowing Tekiah, Trua, Tekiah, three times. And the Baal Tokay is standing below him, blowing three Shvarims and a Trua. Between the Tekiyos, which reminds us where Yabo instituted that we blow Tekiyah Shkosha Shvarim Trua Tekiyah because he had a suffix that perhaps the Trua is made up of both a moaning and a sobbing sound. He therefore instituted doing a combination of both. When the Gemara suggests that one should also do the opposite and blow a Tekiyah Trua Shkosha Shvarim Tekiyah since the Trua might be made up of sobbing and then a moaning sound, the Gemara answers that normally when trouble happens to someone, he first moans and then he sobs. So the Baal Tokay on the top of the ladder blowing Tekiyah Trua Tekiyah three times, and the Baal Tokay standing below him blowing three Shvarms and a Trua between the Tekiyos, saw a man running in the distance, who was thrilled he made it just in time to hear them. Which reminds us that it was taught in a brace of Mitzvah Betokin Yosemin Mavarchin. It's a greater mitzvah to be with those of Boshover than with those who daven on Rosh Hashanah, which means that if a person lives near two cities, even if davening is a vadai, being that he'll be able to find ten people to daven with, and the shofar blowing is a suffix, being that they might have already blown the shofar and have gone home, one should go to the city where he has a possibility of hearing the shofar rather than to the one where he will certainly hear the davening. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.